Hey everyone, and welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, financial advisors, doctors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. Okay. (laughs) Are we ready for a new case? I think so. I think so. Does it involve graveyards? No, No. it doesn't. Oh, I'm out. But it involves children. Oh, that is a <laughs> creepy what a connection. <laughs> Danielle, oh, you yeah. jumped back to children. I told my children. Really? Yes. Oh my gosh. My kids have friends over, and um, I don't even know why. Sometimes I say things, and I'm like, "Why did what I possessed say that? me to say that? I have no idea." <laughs> and they want to know what my attic access is. What's up there? And I was like, "Oh, that's where I hide all the bodies of children." <laughs> they looked at you like. Do we laugh or do we cry? Yeah, because I said it with a straight face. How do they we were leave? Like, Wait, what? How do my we kids leave without like rolling their there. eyes? But I was yeah. like, those kids went home and they're like, we're never going yeah. home. Yeah, no. Work. I don't even know what kids I said it in front of either, so who knows? Oh my god! Guys, anyways, it's a gaggle of neighborhood kids. <laughs> they made it out alive. That's the scary so. lady's house. They're gonna point at you when they go by on their bikes. Yeah. Gosh, I was she like, keeps why did all I say the that? children locked in her attic. You know, it's like that movie Coraline. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You should get movie. some buttons and just like <laughs> sew them into your eyes. Is there other mother? Okay. Yeah, go. <laughs> God. Why do we hang out with really Why do you hang out with us? Danielle's like, I'm going to sew buttons into my eyes and keep children in my attic. Cassie's like, do you want to come on a fun picnic to the cemetery with <laughs> me? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're okay. raising strange children. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Unique. Unique. Strange. Yeah. Well, you know what? Self-awareness is great. Yes. (laughs) We are strange people today. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, this one has nothing to do with um, cemeteries and everything to do with fair housing. Okay. I thought this was an interesting one. Nice. (laughs) Love a good transition. Yeah. So good. So good. Listen, I don't shit sandwich very well, so this is just what it is. Okay. So, this case is from 1999. Okay. And the case I pulled is actually the um, the appeal, but... Um, the original case, 1999, um, appeal of a 1996 case. And so okay. in 1996, there was, uh, a couple, James Kane Sr. and Martha Kane, and they were renters and they were applying to rent, a space in a mobile home park. So I know we don't deal with rentals, but I thought this was interesting anyways, Yeah, because deal with stuff that we could come across. So they filled out the application. It was the uh, the Canes, the couple, and then they had four children. And I think they were like 16, 9, 6, and 2. And um, their application got denied. And so the park told them, which was County Line Park, Inc., they told them that the reason they were denied is because they had a policy prohibiting renting to families with more than two children. Mm-hmm. So, obviously... That was an issue for the people who wanted to become tenants. Mm -hmm. And they met with the Indiana Civil Rights Commission and filed a complaint against the mobile home park. So um, it went to the Indiana court, Supreme Court, and basically what they decided... Wait, can I pause you real quick? So 
is it a 55 plus community where like they couldn't have you typically don't have kids there, or was it just your this average show? This is just show? an average, average show. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. sorry. And even at 55 plus communities, isn't it like 80%, 80% or something yeah. of the community? Yeah, I believe it's like you could have to, you can have 20% that are under the 55 mm. plus. So, yeah. how they get away with it, I'm not really sure, like, why that works and other things don't. Right. I'm not 100% sure. So interesting. Should probably dig into that some more. Yeah. Basically, they went to court, and um, I was surprised in this outcome, but the court sided with the owners. And that said they that, didn't have to let them move in with mm-hmm. their four children. Yes. And so, the interest, what I found interesting about this case was Indiana has a specific way where they determine familial status. Okay. And... The reason they tossed the case out was because Indiana said, or the court said, that the tenants were not denied because they had kids, because they would have been able to live there with kids. It was how many kids they had. So it was like an occupancy issue? It was an like... o- that's how they were. It was an occupancy issue, okay. basically, because additional sewer fees and whatnot, right? So that's Indiana. But... In the notes of this case, if this had been a federal case, if it had gone through federal court, chances are it would have turned out differently. Interesting. Because because of the way it was stated. Like, because they had two kids, they couldn't rent there. Two additional children. They couldn't rent there. As opposed to, you have too many occupants. We have Oh, because they worded it based on the children, not the number of occupants. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. So, then I went diving... A little bit into one how to avoid that issue yeah but also like into fair housing act a little bit and so the fair housing act was from 1968 and it was signed in by lyndon b johnson uh during the mlk assassination riots which i didn't know that was the timing of it to be oh. honest with you i found that really interesting because i didn't know that's kind of what spurred things along a little more yeah mm-hmm. which is not that long ago which is wild no it's really not also, because history, and because we're often on the wrong side of it. That is a fact. <laughs> the National Association of Realtors at the time totally opposed the Civil Rights Act. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, I felt like oh I, that was, I needed to mention that in this because it's wow. shocking to me now. Yeah. But I'm like, but okay, at the time, I'm so, sure it was like, yeah. why would we approve this? Yeah. So, they they obviously opposed it while the, act, the Fair Housing Act, you know, came to be. Yeah. So, there wasn't much they could do about that. However... At the time, the National Association of Realtors allowed local associations to continue to enforce their own rules with their membership for realtors, and they let them discriminate based on race and sex. What? That's crazy. Until Mm -hmm. when? Um... I don't know when they, like, I think just over time, every state's a little different. Oh, no. But that was the National Association, which to me makes sense why the industry... But it's not still like that now. No. No. Because Because there would be lawsuits. All this, which as there should be. But, like, if you think about the history of it, like, when I got into the business, it was very much a male-dominated business. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And that has obviously shifted, Mm -hmm. um, even in, you know, a little bit less than 20 years that shifted. But I just thought that was really interesting, because I was like, man, none of it's all that long ago anyways, but I thought that was interesting. But then also, in digging into this, with Indiana, we have, like, they had their own definition of familial status, so I was curious, Uh like... I wasn't going to pull all 50 states, but... Wait, I'm, what state is this? Indiana. Oh, I thought it was Alabama. I was like, probably like your cousins and your brothers. 
brothers, your brothers and cousins. cousins. I feel like yes. that is. So what is the verbiage? That... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Alabama. Sorry, wow. not sorry. Took a turn. Um, what is the verbiage that they had that allowed for this? Like, is there, like, can you find the fine print that said? Yeah. So basically, the, the way Alabama distinguishes familial status is one or more individuals who have not attained the age of 18 being domiciled with a parent, which basically is like attached to, like needs a parent. Like they, a parent has to take care of them essentially. That's how they, because the other thing that came out of this was different. Like, you know, they were comparing other cases of like, okay, well say you could have four occupants, right? Mm -hmm. Could it be like four adults? Right. Could it be the way because children are smaller and may create like less, do they count as like half an adult? <laughs> I mean, that's a thing. Like, that's why the verbiage is so weird. Yeah. And that's why fair housing overall is very, like, has very clear defined things. And I feel like each state has their own, which really kind of muddies the water. Yeah. But so then I was like, well, I'm going to look into the states around us. Washington is pretty much the same as the federal yeah. mm-hmm. for the most part. Idaho, they have. Everything. So race, color, sex, religion, national origin, disability. But they do not acknowledge familial status as a discrimination. Interesting. You'd think that they would. I know. Because Idaho is like home of the people who are LDS. And oh, very... really? <clears throat> I didn't know that. It's like Mormon Central. Hmm. Idaho? Yeah. I well, I guess that. it touches Utah. Maybe it's southern Idaho. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like there are so many LDS people in Idaho, and they're so, like, family is everything to that yeah. community. But I don't think, it's just that you can't discriminate based on, I don't know. I don't know why, why Idaho doesn't I'm have that. I'm surprised to hear that. I wouldn't have expected that to be what they didn't include. I know. Huh. I, I didn't either. No. I did not okay. either. But, um, but Oregon, on the flip side, mm-hmm. just to round things out, Includes also um, sexual orientation, source of income. Source of income. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And marital status and physical or mental disability. Like they expand upon it. Okay. That, which is really interesting. Income, I was thinking this through. I was like, yeah, source of income. But I mean, if you think about it, like if you do have a landlord who's like, <clears throat> I don't, like, I don't know. Like, they it don't doesn't want to let someone who, like, works, you know. I was trying to think where this would actually matter. Because here's where I went As, like, it. an exotic dancer, maybe. That's or, what I was thinking. Because yeah. I was, like, a pro- like if you're, like, in prostitution, right? Or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, that's not necessarily a source of income. Because, like, usually you have to provide right. like, certain things. Right, like, it's not, like, like a taxable show. income. But, but like, if you did work income. as, like, an exotic mm-hmm. dancer. Or I was or... thinking, like, um, you know, like, marijuana farming is a thing oh, in Oregon. Totally. And I was, like, maybe something like that. Like, oh. I don't know where that came from. I probably should have researched that a little yeah. bit more. Like, or why even if was... you worked at, like, a shop that, you know, yeah. like a marijuana dispensary. Or, or the other thing I thought of is maybe, like, unemployment income. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that is an income. <clears throat> and so maybe... Or, like, or disability. disability income. Or disability income. Or, which I feel like that would filter into the disability. Yeah, probably. But I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting that they added that on. Well, and so. adding that on is probably because something happened. Yeah, exactly. In regards to it. And so then they decided to just include it. So I'd yeah. be curious what brought that. That one in. But yeah. it's interesting that each state has different, has different within parameters. Their mm-hmm. You'd think it would just be, like, yeah. federally the same. Yeah. So, a good way to not have this become an issue, mm-hmm. if you're dealing with occupancy, 
is that um, you have to base it on occupancy. Right. Code. So if you had like local a, building. a place that was max occupancy of four people, then you would make sure to word it like that and not, well, you have two additional children. But also, like, the occupancy has to be based on, like, basically base it on building codes. Yes. Because you can't just, like, pull out occupancy co- codes. Like, no, you have to have like, actual have backing to... behind them. Like, the sewer can only handle up to yeah. or, So yeah. when I looked up, because we ran into this with one of our other agents, right, like, mm-hmm. who was... Like, there's no way this is an actual bedroom. How can they yes. advertise it as a bedroom? Yeah. What's the minimum square footage of yeah. the bedroom? So uh-huh. I look it up. And at least in Washington, it's 50 square feet. Yeah. A bedroom. Mm-hmm. A bedroom. Isn't that wild? So, and like, at least that's the occupancy, like, limits. And so I was like, that's really interesting, though. Because if you think of, like, you have a four-bedroom house, right? Mm-hmm. You could potentially have, if you have 10 by 10 bedrooms, mm-hmm. you could have two occupants her bedroom right dang so I think it's really I think it's a fine line and obviously we don't deal with rentals in our office but I thought it was really interesting because there's so many ways that you could discriminate not maybe intentionally discriminate like I don't necessarily think the park was intentionally like you have kids you can't right be it was just the number of people but the way that they worded it got them in trouble yes which Indiana allowed for them to, you know. Yeah. But in another state, it would probably would have gone differently. Yeah. Because, um, and then who regulates the fair housing, because this is something that comes up a lot, is basically a division of HUD. Oh, okay. Who regulates it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. I I don't know if we talked about this before or not, but I remember back in the day, everyone used to say April, like April's Fair Housing Month, which is part of why I pulled this. Yeah. Yes. Is that they um, used to say, like, if you're going to get shot, from fair housing, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be in April. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting this call one time. It was not in April. But this lady was, like, asking me where, what are good neighborhoods. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I don't really know. Neighborhoods change all the time. But I'm happy to send you a link. You yes. Know? So I was like, I'm not answering this no. question. No, 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 no. And she pushed me further. And I was like, you know, I can't answer that. But I would, you know, love to send you this link. And she got so mad. I don't want to deal with an agent who's politically correct and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't want to deal with No. <laughs> like, if that's your response to me trying to give you a place yeah. where you can look up information. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I didn't know if I was being shocked or not. But yeah. I thought, there is no way I am stepping into this. this no is way. No, no, no. So... It's very interesting, but I don't know if I've ever been actually shopped, but yeah. they used to. I don't know yeah, if they would like try and that. catch you in a fair housing violation. Yeah, and oftentimes they'd be like in open houses, you know, where they would yeah. come in and ask around and ask information and just kind of see. And I don't know anyone who ever... Yeah, like what would be like a question they would ask that would... I mean, they could ask anything. It would probably be, for the most part, I think most of the questions they'd ask, everyone would be like, why are you? Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) But I don't know. Like, they could say, like, gosh, I'm trying to think of something that's not, like, that's something I actually want to say. Well, in my head, I'm like, obviously you can't say stuff, but can you give a personal opinion? Like, I really like Kendall Yards because there's tons of restaurants and shops. Yeah, because that's not based on anything housing. Yeah, so, like, you could, yeah. Yeah, you could 100% say, like, this neighborhood's close to all sorts of things. And, like, yeah. this is... But if you say, oh, this is a family-friendly neighborhood. Yeah. There we go. Right. There you one. go. Or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even... It's like a dangerous ha- place to live. Or... Even housing, like, when people in... Ad- obviously, ads is a huge place where fair housing stuff comes up. But, like, um, you could say, um, perfect for a single person. 
per, yeah. per single person. Or, like, one thing that I didn't think about in listings that you, like, corrected me on when I was getting ready to put a listing out was walking distance. Mm-hmm. Like, that the house was walking distance, too. Because mm-hmm. if you're disabled and, you you know, like, stuff yeah. like that that you wouldn't think would be... And I think it's just better to err on the side of caution. Yeah. Like, you don't want... One, for our sellers. Yes. You know, and it's not all about being politically correct or whatever. It's yeah. just that, like, it makes sense... For everybody involved. You yeah. don't want to alienate anyone. No. And as representing a seller, the worst thing you can do is have an ad that miss that um, alienates somebody. Yeah. Because you're really doing a disservice to your sellers. Mm-hmm. Because our goal is to get it out to as many people as possible. So yeah. if you put something in the ad like, perfect for retirees, right? Yeah. Obviously, mm-hmm. if it's a 55 plus neighborhood and that's like, that's different. You have to advertise as a 55 plus. Right. But if it's like, <clears throat> one level home... Great for retirees or great for, you know, elderly people. I don't know. Whatever you'd put. Like, right. that. that's not a good ad. Well, I've seen ads go out that are like, perfect home to grow your family. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cringe every time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's stuff like that. And I don't, I, I know the fines depend on like, the, how severe Right. Is but mm-hmm. fair housing fines are no joke. Yeah, like you're yeah, talking yeah. up to like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a violation. That's crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you, they don't mess around, and I think it's because probably yeah. my guess would be that when they first got enacted, you had all these places like National Association of Realtors like kind of rebuffing it, and then they had to get really strict in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to be fair just to add this tidbit in, just because that was passed 30 years ago does not mean it does not still happen. Oh, absolutely. Not trying to, you yeah. know, like there's definitely a clear line in all sorts of things and redlining and whatnot, but it was a step in the right direction. Right. And they've gotten really intense with their fines, which right. I think is, is good. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes into our whole like AI yeah. discussion mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. But it's, it's a wild. Yeah. That's super interesting. interesting. Yeah. So yeah, gotta be careful what you say. I know. Ooh, my and life. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a few words, so there's not too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think it also goes always goes back to like being for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In general. Yeah. If you, go, if you approach things from that perspective, yeah, yeah, you're probably gonna be alright. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundred so, percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. Oh, man. That's it for this week. That was good. See you next time. Bye.